Volume 1, Episode 2. Welcome to Galaxy's Greatest, the Starfinder podcast trailing the adventures of a distant galaxy's greatest heroes. Previously, our protagonists had a night on the town. While Devesh went to the ship to rest, Jack, Janet, and Liara went to a bar to blow off steam. Baza and Modus met up with the crew just as Janet decided to pick a fight with a potter gentleman in the bar. After the scuffle, the group went back to Lady Kesha's guesthouse where Liara and Jack shared a wholesome moment. We'll pick up with our protagonists on Serenith the 17th as they head to the harbor to catch a boat into the Western Sea. Seventeenth of Serenith, thirteen years since the last time I saw you. Hey, Mom. I'd like to think you'd be proud of me for today. I'm, I'm getting better about the whole murder thing. Well, kinda. But I promise, the, the killing was only bad people this time. Like I mentioned in yesterday's letter, we're working for Lady Kesh here on Castrovel, and turns out hiring us as muscle was a good call. We had to put the beat down on a number of goblins and managed to keep Lady Kestrevel and her right-hand guy, Commander Cenobal, Zenoval? Cinoville? I'll be honest, I was not paying attention to his name. He's mostly alive, last time I saw him. You'll be happy to know I was doing what Rex suggested and trying to bond with the others. We took more work from Lady Kashmir outside and to resurrect some more of those not-quite-normal Lashunta, which seems like a good a job as any. We're becoming good and proper heroes despite our best efforts. Tomorrow we head out on this mission and that comes the part where I think you'll really be proud of me. I went drinking with the girls. We bonded and we only got in one little bar fight. There was this less than attractive looking Patra that really tried his darndest to get on our bad side. Janet was already in a fighting mood and we took him to task once the boys showed up. I'm not saying we were in the right, but this guy was a real piece of work. And so were a lot of his friends in the bar once we knocked him out cold. And you'll never guess what happened next. This part would really make you proud. We left. We knocked one pussy brain fur ball out and sauntered off none the worse for wear. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I promised you I would stop lying. Janet almost set the bar on fire and Liara was almost beaten to death because I think Jen and I are rubbing off on her in the worst way possible, but we're all alive. No one died. And as a bonus, I finally decided to f on a name for my new Pachysaur, Chromie. I'll be sure to include a vid of Chromie's handiwork on the cargo hold of the vag Vagabond. I'm sure it'll make you smile. Love, your long lost, not quite so lonely anymore daughter, Jacqueline. That was so wholesome and sweet. Good job. Yay. Gotta, um, think of, gotta think of something different soon for mine. I was gonna do it to my mom. <laughs> you can do that too. Please, please. Yeah. I was also do gonna write like. it to her mom. <laughs> <laughs> All the emotions. All right, let's go around the table and let's introduce ourselves. My name is Emma and I am the GM for our podcast. Ryan. 
Uh, I am Ryan, he, him. I play Baza Bix, the Vanguard. And Alex. Hey, I'm uh, Alex, uh, he, him, and I'm playing Jack, the Yosoki Solarian Outlaw. And Janet. I'm sorry, Vanessa, go ahead. <laughs> Hi, I'm Vanessa. I play Janet Snakehole, a uh, half-orc mercenary. And Mitch. Yeah, uh, I'm Mitch, he, him, and I play uh, Devesh, the Ifrit uh, Arcane Knight. And Jessa? Uh, my name's Jessa. I'm playing Liara Lorel, the Mystic. And, oh, what's your race? Oh, I'm Alicenta. Sorry. Thank you. You're good. And Dan. Hello. Uh, my name is Dan Marich, and I play Modus, the uh, Cyberborn Borai mechanic. Super cool. Thank you, you guys. Um, I would like to start with Devesh. We didn't hear a lot from you in the last episode, and I would like to see what Devesh has been up to. So you get back to your ship, yeah? To the ANV Vagabond, which is docked in the, um, in the port in the city of Kabarat. And I'd like to just kind of ask what you're doing. What have you been up to? You kind of went home with a, was it a headache? Yeah, um, you could def, yeah, there was, there was a headache. Um, uh, there was also um, some interesting revelations. Um, and so I had gone home and um, like sat down in the middle of my bunk, cleared off all the very sparse amount of furniture, but cleared it all off. So there was a nice, flat area to sit in. Um, and I probably spent a good four or five hours meditating, um, trying to um, see if there's a bit more that I'm supposed to try and reconnect. Um, the the um, word follow um, or return, I think, is what was um, shouted in my brain. Um, and that was kind of funneling the meditation time. Correct. Yeah, the word was return. Please return. And um, all right, so give me a mysticism check and we'll see where we start with this. Cool. I'm going to give myself disadvantage because it's been a while since I have actually like tried to attune and like figure out what's going on outside of the present. That is fair. Oh, actually, you know what? I that is um, not actually that awful. Uh, Fifteen. Okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> are you specifically trying to find out more information about the word return? Um, it's more um, trying to reconnect. Um, I imagine that in order to um, remain under the radar, as it were. I probably had to disconnect myself a little bit from the arcane um, or the weave or whatever. Um, so I imagine that I would have to go through a process of reconnecting to be able to actually understand what's happening. Um, okay, so reconnecting then is your goal right now? 
-hmm. Cool. I actually, did you add a plus two bonus because of your Vorak? I didn't. So that would be a 17. I would like that. Okay, cool. Um, so with that 17, you're going to be able to reconnect with a feeling that you've felt before. Um, it takes some time. This is a difficult thing to do. It's been 14 years since you've had this connection. And to all of our listeners who are wondering why it's been 14 years, we'll get there. Um, but it's been 14 years and that's not an easy connection to make after that long of a time. So I'm going to say this takes you a solid two hours or so to really even just establish connections here. Um, and so you're able to tap back into those. And when you do that, um, I would like you to roll me a, another mysticism check. This one with definitely with disadvantage again, but you can still add your Vorax bonus. Okay. Oh, that's much better. Um, 23. That's at disadvantage. Wow. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Super cool. Um, yeah. You're going to see a few different things in your mind. Snippets, like images, not an explanation, not a voice, but pictures almost. Um, first is you'll see an image of your former temple on Mount Matha, and you're going to see it in flames. Um, you will also see, right after this, a cut to an individual. And this person almost doesn't look like a person. They stand probably at about a pretty beefy seven feet tall. Uh, they have, it almost looks as if there are like animal teeth, like fangs grafted into their shoulder that come out of their shoulder and hook up. Uh, there are what look to be like teeth, sharp teeth grafted into their skull that are like poking out of their skull. Um, half of their face, like a diagonal down their face, it shows like stitching as if their face is stitched together. They also have uh, they're, they're wearing different amalgamation, is that the right word? Like a, a different combinations of, of armor. And it's kind of like they just threw a bunch of different pieces of armor together. And they don't match, but each of them look pretty strong. Um, this person is holding a laser sword uh, that is shining a bright yellow color. Um, and their eyes are a deep, deep, deep maroon red with um, scars that etch into their skin and stretching down their face. 
stretch down their face. Um, if you were to look at this more closely, um, you're going to get a pretty good look at this in your mind's eye. This isn't going to be something that you forget right away. It's going to be like, yeah, it was a quick image, but it's seared into your mind. Um, they have different pieces of bone that extend from their body in different areas. You've got teeth, you've got sharpened bones that are just coming out of their hip. There are, um, like their knee has almost spikes of bone coming out of the kneecap straight forward. Um, this thing doesn't look natural. It's almost as if you took a bunch of bone and body parts and then like uh, put them all together into one being. So you're gonna see that. Um, he looks pretty menacing. Um, the next thing is going to be a, uh, give me a culture check. I wanna see if you know what this is. I don't know what it is, because I have oh. no culture. <laughs> Just roll a flat d20. Okay. Yeah, and? 17. Okay, so this is gonna be something that you would know about in the Arcanum Order's history. Okay. Um, the, long ago, the Eoxian, the planet Eox, the Eoxian bone sages attacked Absalom Station. Um, and that was how the Arcanum Order started. Okay, so essentially, uh, Eox attacks Absalom Station. The Arcanum Order is a group of mystics, technomancers, solarians, um, spellcasters that come together and they have the goal of creating a safer galactic neighborhood or a star system neighborhood. Um, and you're going to see this menacing individual that I just described speaking to a bone sage in a temple. And it's almost as if this is like a, a full shot view, like you're flying above them and you can see everything that's happening below. Um, but you're in a temple and directly below you is a, that menacing individual standing over an Eoxian bone sage who is kneeled down and has his, um, like, what do you call that, you guys? Um, when they, like, Prostrate. kneel all the way down. What is it? Prostrate. Yeah. Okay, so... You, you prostrate yourself before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. before Got it. I think. Um, so essentially they're, they're prostrating down and looking at the floor while this menacing individual stands above them. Um, there are six bone sages, let's say six bone sages in the room with this individual who are all doing the same thing but this menacing individual is standing above one of these bone sages. Um, and just to give you a quick description, a bone sage is essentially a mystic looking individual, someone who can cast spells and they are all bone. They're completely undead. They're completely made of bone. 
Um, yeah. So that's the third thing that you will see. And the fourth image that you will see in your mind, you see an individual who's dressed in this Discord flight suit standing next to someone in a, like a work suit, a very formal business attire suit. And then standing in front of both of them is this same individual who's the same menacing looking individual. So that's your vision. That's what you're going to see with all these mysticism checks. Um, yeah. Is there anything you want to say before I go to the rest of the group? Or anything you would like to do on the ship? Ah! <laughs> that's how I feel. Okay. Um, I, I would probably um, like do some stretches after that and then um probably just take a nap or try to recover from combat cool is anybody letting devesh know that lady cash tasked you guys with a new job um modus will communicate this to devesh okay uh, via uh, the com system uh, cool. baza texted him an update that we have a new paid gig for lady cash sweet cool um, it is currently now morning for everybody. Who drank last night? Janet, I know you drank. Jack, yeah. I know you drank. Baza, did you drink? I don't think it, no, I, don't, I didn't have a time to get a drink. I just jumped in and <laughs> rocketed at a dude's face. I'm going to need constitution saves from Jack and Janet to see how hungover you are this morning. Gosh. That's going to be fortitude, fortitude saves. Fortitude. <laughs> fortitude. Yeah, I'm good at those. Top right of your big sheet uh, with all the skills. 21. Okay, yeah, you're feeling pretty good. Everything's okay. You're not, you know, maybe a little bit of headache when you wake up, but you are you brush it off, you're fine. I drank some Pedialyte. Remind <laughs> there you go. <laughs> on a long rest, stamina points to full. Yes. Your level in hit points, resolve points back to full. Correct. Cool. There you go. Janet, how are we looking with that fortitude save? 15. Okay, pretty good. Um, yeah, you might have a headache for like 30, 30, 40 minutes or so, but after you have some water, maybe some coffee or something, you're fine. You're looking okay. Probably feeling good. Um, are we heading straight over to the harbor where Lady Kesh has asked you to meet this person to go to the Western Sea. We doing things beforehand. I know Liara, you kind of wanted to check in with um, Commander Zenoval at some point. Is that something you want to do now? Yeah, I'd, I'd uh, still love to uh, go, go see him. Okay, sounds good. So just a heads up, he has not messaged you because um, you had said that you, he would want to, uh, you said, hey, message me when you wake up when you're feeling better. He hasn't messaged you, but you can still go check him out if you would like. Um, uh, yeah, I think I'll still head over there. Cool. Um, when you get there, it's going to be much like what was said to you the first time. Um, they are going to add a little bit more detail. And they're going to say, we've actually had some complications. He is still healthy. He still seems to be looking like he's going to make a recovery. We're not certain anymore if it will be a full recovery. Um, but it does 
seem that he's doing well. Um, also, I'm realizing that if this galaxy had HIPAA laws, that probably wouldn't be a thing that they would tell you. But you know what? We're gonna we're gonna move past that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, so. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, <clears throat> thank you for your time. Um, just make sure he gets the note I left yesterday. Sounds good. Will do. And she's this person's going to respond with. Um, I will make sure to let him know that whenever he is feeling ready to respond to you, um, that he should let you know. Um, I'm sure that, or that he should respond. I'm sure that he would want to speak to the person who helped stabilize him and make sure that he wasn't going out of consciousness. Um, so uh, I'll keep you in the loop or have him keep you in the loop. <clears throat> oh, sound, sounds great. Thank you so much. There you go. Cool. Um, do you guys want to do anything else before we head to the harbor, or is there anything else you guys want to do? Um, on my way to like meet them wherever we're going, um, if I could um, pass by some kind of weapons shop or something, um, sure. uh, I would like to um, trade in my current pistol for more of like a six shooter type heavy um, like a revolver as opposed to a semi-auto pistol if that is possible sure I'll do a trade-in and pay the extra on top of it sure yeah we can do that um why don't you go ahead and pick out the one that you would like um i have let me send a equipment link into the chat all right so you get down to the harbor and you go to the docking port that Lady Kesh instructed you guys to go to. And essentially, there's a very, very tall, probably upwards of like in between eight and nine feet, uh, very tall showbod. And just to paint you a picture, think of an orc, but taller and longer tusks coming out of the bottom of their, their mouth. Uh, with four arms and much, much beefier looking. So I'm a champ with tusks. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's a great way to describe what a showbot looks like. And he's standing there. He's got an old school captain's hat on, like one of those with the little tiny brim and the anchor on the front. Uh, he's got a beard, black beard, that is pretty thick. Um, he has some, like his, his outfit's very quirky. He's wearing a, a very long cape uh, and he's wearing like some pretty old school looking boots. Um, his, He's, he's got like a white button down shirt on that's rolled up, sleeves rolled up halfway. Um, and he's wearing like pretty, not baggy, but looser fit slacks that are rolled up at the hip and rolled up at the ankles. So he's got some space between uh, his, the top of his boots and the, roll of his 
uh, pant leg. I'm just gonna cross all six of my arms and look at him. Okay, his name is Ginas, which is Z-H-I-N-A-S, if you need to spell that. Uh, and he greets you and he says, good day, hello, welcome, come on board, it's good to see you, let's get going, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, I got things to do. As you come on board, um, are you coming on board? What, what are we doing? You see this big guy welcoming you. He seems very friendly, um, greeting you. How are we feeling? What are we looking at? Uh, Boz is going to walk up. Uh, he's like eight feet tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going to walk up and stick my highest arm up and just say, hello. He's going to stick his lowest arm down and shake your hand. At the same time, he does that. Who's standing behind Baza? Devesh is. Devesh. At the same time, he's shaking Baza's hand. He pats you on the shoulder, Devesh. Says, welcome, welcome, come on board. You are all welcome. Let's get out of here. Um, you, you seem in a hurry. Or is there like a reason for that? He's just going to respond by saying, always a hurry to get on the water. I love being out there in the open blue. I'm going to um, insight check. Yeah, what's the sense, sense motive? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> nope, seems like a nice guy. Um, oh, that is a eight. <clears throat> Eight seems like uh, a nice guy. That's pretty good. That's a that's a that's a natural twenty. Hell yeah! Uh, so twenty eight. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. He's just excited oh, okay. to get out on the water. Excited to get out of the water. You guys um, have to be suspicious of everything. God, how how calloused are his hands? Uh, pretty calloused. Yeah, this guy spends like all of his time on the water. Is he um, buffer than me? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I feel like I need to look at some sort of show. Janet's yeah. doing that scene you know from Full Metal Alchemist where Give they just start flexing at each yes. other. Yes! <laughs> With uh, Sig and Armstrong? Yes! Oh my god, we just do the bro handshake at the yes. end. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm gonna roll his strength stats right now. So okay. I'm gonna roll 4d6, subtract the lowest, and that's gonna give me his strength stat. Mm-hmm. Um, We're about to adopt an NPC. We'll see. Mm-hmm. That's a two, that's a three. Oh, that's a one, he's not very strong. And that's a three, so that's, that's an 11. Um, holy shit, awesome. okay. Um, they have a plus four strength modifier. Um, so what was the number that I, was it? A, you said 11. 11. Okay, so he's, he's got a 15. I think you're stronger, Janet. I have a 16. Okay, so he's got a 15 for his strength. Janice got a 16. He looks at you and um, welcomes you onto the ship. But yeah, he's definitely not quite as strong as you are. Okay, I am satisfied that he is slightly weaker than me and I go to shake his hand, but like super strong, unnecessarily firm handshake. Okay, so he's going to take one of his, his third arm that he's now using and he's going to shake your hand, welcome you on board. Um, who's after Janet? Uh, I'll go. Okay, Liara, so you approach this showbot. Is there anything you'd like to say as you come on board? Um, you have to pet my dog. (laughs) And I usher Blue up to him and, like, have him sit and look pretty. He loves dogs. Okay, he's I love the Blue kind, Crazy. He's the kind of guy who carries dog treats around with him in his pocket 
and he pulls out he's got this this big like um these big pants that he's wearing he's got like multiple pockets stitched into them he reaches into one of the pockets pulls out a treat gives it to blue ruffles his face a little bit and who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? And does that hold? And he just yes. loves to talk. So. Bozzy's gonna stand next to Blue expectantly. Oh my God! Okay. Um. <laughs> um, I might actually roll to see if uh, Blue will share. Okay. No, not, I want, I'm not taking Blues. Oh, okay. <laughs> he'll. <laughs> he'll look at you. He'll say, "Uh, you know." Yeah, sure. And he'll, he'll pull it out and he'll, he'll toss it to you. <laughs> um, and who's after Liara? Is Jack coming in next? Uh, Jack is kind of lingering back on the, the slip a bit with, with Chromie, kind of waiting. Okay. A motorcycle step the- forward. Okay. And, uh, he's, how tall is this, is this uh, boat guy? probably matches you in height. He might be even a little bit taller. He's probably, let's say, Perfect. eight foot two. Okay, yeah, so he's, he's just a tiny bit uh, taller than me. Um, Modus is gonna walk up to him, stop about eight inches in front of him, and just open his mouth. Uh, oh. And wait. And wait. <laughs> um, he'll say, you know, I know Skittermander really liked to eat things, but I've never met a Verthani who is really, oh, you're not quite a Verthani, are you? Are you? Who are you? you? Hello, my name is Modus. Well, and then he just opens his mouth wide again. Well, this is fascinating. And he'll pull out another dog treat and he'll put it in your mouth. (laughs) Uh, And like, there seems like to be some satisfaction derived from it actually getting into his mouth with no trouble. And then he just walks forward and onto the boat. He'll say, welcome, please watch your step. Um, as, as Modus walks on, Tavesh is going to look at him and say, Modus, have you, um, have you ever had a dog treat before? <laughs> Negative. I find this custom fascinating. Uh, We'll talk later about uh, people things. Acknowledged. <laughs> okay. Um, Jack? Yeah. Um, we're going to start, uh, Chromie and I are going to start walking down the dock a bit. And uh, real real sorry, sir. Uh, my, my, my dinosaur, you know, just, just not used to the open water. Kind of a little scared of it as Chromie just walks nonchalantly onto the boat. <laughs> Cool. Um, okay, truth time. I'm not a fan of the water. So, do you have a cabin or something I can just hide in for without my friends knowing, obviously? I should state really quick, this is a closed top boat. Oh, so, okay. yeah. um, it is, it's, it's large. Um, but if you want to go out on the deck, you'd have to walk up through a little door, which would go out to the bow of the boat where, where um, this showbot would be driving the boat. Okay. Um, so, yeah, then not what I said, but, but that same trepidation and, yeah, uh, we could do this. And, uh, 
he's going to kind of kneel down a little bit. Uh, he's going to look at you and say, you know, I think that uh, of all the people who've gotten on this boat so far, you might be the coolest looking one. And he's going to say, welcome aboard. Huh. Uh, stand a little bit, little bit taller, a little bit more confident, and I'll, I'll thank you and walk in. So, can I have everybody give me a sense motive check on this guy? <clears throat> oh, this is a good strong suit for me. First even of all, the already, new... Even if we already did? Uh, Devesh, you don't need to do it again. <clears throat> okay. 17 for Bosom. Cool. First roll on the new Liara dice. You know what? That's, that's a, natural, <laughs> that's a, a natural one. three. Oh, no. <laughs> 11 total. Um, 11 total. <laughs> Devesh, actually do give me another one. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, uh, math. Um, math is fun. We love 24, no, yeah, 24. If you're at a 15, then you're going to notice that he's the type of guy who loves to make everybody feel great. He's the type of guy who's just here to have a good day. He's here to make sure that people who come onto his boat thoroughly enjoy themselves. And he loves people, he loves animals, he's interacting with the Pachycephalosaurid a bit as the dinosaur comes on board. He's just loving life, enjoying everything about his job. Um, if you got a 15 or below, or a 14 or below, um, you're going to notice that he's just really happy. He just loves to be out here. Um, but you're not going to catch the bit about him intentionally trying to make connections with every single person here that he's meeting. You're just going to say, oh, he's a really nice guy. Um, cool. So we're going to be on a boat for about six hours. Is there anything you would like to do in that time? Yeah. Um, Devish <clears throat> would like to go and talk to Modus about <laughs> how to be a a more passing human, I guess. Baza will help. Baza will what? Baza will help. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I want to, I want to, oh, go ahead, Modus. Modus is going to spend his time uh, looking for things to repair on the boat or just fix. Um, the tools necessary for him to fix things kind of just start popping out of his hand and fingers. Um, and he's able to, uh, you know, just like, story things, not, nothing major, just starts kind of repairing things that look like they need it or cleaning machinery and fixing things. Awesome. Um, can you give me a perception check and an engineering check, Modus? Yep. Uh, all right. Perception check is uh, 21 and an engineering check will be, ooh, that's not right, um, a 16. Um, really quick, I did want to say one thing. I forgot. Uh, there is actually another individual who joins you. I got so excited talking about this show, bot um, that I forgot one person is going to run up late. Uh, there is a very short, uh, very uh, delicate-looking Lashunta woman who kind of, she runs up, and she's holding... Uh, what looks to be like a, a book of some sort, like an electronic book. And 
She has a little backpack and she runs up to the ship and she seems a little nervous, but she says, I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm late. I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, Lady Cash asked me to be here. Uh, may I come aboard? And the Shobad uh, genus welcomes her aboard, assuages her worries, makes her feel a little more comfortable. And she's now on the boat with you guys. Um, back to Modus. Go ahead. I rolled a 21 for perception, and then I rolled a 16 for engineering. Cool. Um, perception, you're going to see a, so he's playing the radio, uh, or the, he's, he's playing some music through the speakers, and it's, there, there's something off about the sound that you notice, and it seems to be a little bit like crunchy when this, that sound when speakers kind of mm -hmm. aren't the clearest. Yeah. Um, so you'll notice that sound. And with a 16 engineering, you'll be able to kind of pop the lid off of one of the speakers, uh, take a look in there and fix it up a little bit. So awesome. uh, you're able to fix that. Uh, in terms of one more thing that you are going to notice, the boat has a pop top uh which is essentially like think of boat convertible the place yep. in which you are standing or sitting right now the cabin can actually pop off and like go backwards like a convertible does mm -hmm. um one of the mechanical arms that helps it pop up seems to be not functioning and with your 16, you'll also be able to fix that. Um, are you gonna tell him that you're working on the boat or are you just gonna go ahead and work on it? No, uh, I'm not gonna mention it. I'm just gonna start working on things um, cool. as I go. I would imagine that he doesn't even notice. Let's give a perception check. Yeah, he rolled a five. Um, so he doesn't even notice that you're working on his boat. Um, he's up in the front, loving the breeze and He's just kind of standing there, piloting the ship around. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's where we're at with Modus. Did anybody else want to do anything? I, I'll come back to Baza, Devesh, and Modus probably after I get through everybody else. Cool. Yeah, yeah, Jack or Janet, what did you guys want to do? Yeah, so I noticed that Jack looked a little nervous, so I'm going to go hang out with her and try to distract her since she had my back in the bar fight. Super cool. Um, give me a diplomacy check. That's a four. It's a four diplomacy check? Yes. Okay. Um, how hard are you trying to get Jack to be not distracted? Also, Jack, how are you feeling now? Like, were you, oh. are you still feeling kind of nervous? I, I, it was, it was initial, like, once you're inside and, and the boat's moving, like, it's not as, it doesn't feel all that different than space flight, really. Um, especially since I can't see the water, but I'm probably like playing a, a, if there's space, like roll the ball fetch with Chromie. Yeah. When Janet good. comes up. Yeah. Sure. Um, do you still look a little bit nervous? Yeah, definitely. Fetch is like, fetch is what's keeping me centered at the moment. Got it. <laughs> Janet, you're probably going to try, like, what are you going to say? What are you going to say to get jack i'm probably going to be really awkward because i'm bad at small talk and conversation 
So be like, hey, what's As- up? How's it going? Just, you know, trying to get Chromie to, to, to learn his name. You want to help? Okay, I can throw things. Well, actually, last time I threw something was you, and that did not turn out well, but I could try my best this time. <laughs> I don't know if the captain wants us throwing stuff. I've just been rolling it and, and you know, saying his name a bunch. That's how you, you – wait, hold on. You have a pet, right? I do. My, my uh, Shotolashu, Andy. How did how'd you teach Andy his name? Oh, God. I just yelled at him over and over and over again until he got it. That checks. I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Right, Chromie? Um, do you want me to just yell Chromie over and over and over? Because I could do that. <laughs> well, why don't you and – I, and I hand her the ball. Okay. I can, I can help you roll this ball for Chromie. Can I get a, sur- an, a survival check for animal handling? For me? I, me? For, I want to both of you. Give me, give okay. me a survival animal handling check. So you guys are on a boat. Chromie seems comfortable. Nothing bad is going to happen with a low roll. I'm not concerned about that. But I want to see how well you guys are able to teach Chromie his name. Okay. Um, do I st- have any bonuses for that like necklace thing that we have? Uh, not really. That kind of helps you more with combat. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I got a 20 with my modifier. Are you serious? You yeah, got, a, I got, you got a 30-20? Oh my gosh. Okay, cool. Nice. Uh, 10. 10. Okay, we're going to take the 20. Um, it's going to take a solid four hours of doing this. If I, I would, I'm not sure if this is all you're spending your time on. But if you want to do this, it's going to take about four hours, but you will eventually, like, you're noticing that every now and then when you say Chromie, he kind of turns his head and then goes back to what he's doing. Um, but it's not, it's kind of like when you're first teaching a puppy their name and they don't really know how to respond. There you go. It's the stage where you could be yelling like, hey, doofus. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, that's me. That's me. <laughs> um, Let's go to Liara. What are you up to? I think I would just be, uh, I'm going to be up on the, the top. Can I, I can't see out though, right? Uh, you actually can. It's a, um, okay, so let me describe the boat. Um, you walk in and there's a cabin. And the yeah. cabin is, it, there's a little door in the back of the boat that leads to a small deck on the, on the aft, the back of mm-hmm. the boat. And then there's a little door at the front of the boat in the bow, where if you go through the door, you'll be in the captain's like uh, pilot chair area where he, he's piloting the ship. And then there's a very, very small ladder that you can climb to go up on the top of the boat. And it just sits on top of this cabin. Um, mm-hmm. And there's kind of a little railing area that is very small, but you can kind of stand up there and hold on to the railing and look out on the ocean. Yeah. Okay. I want to, I want to take Blue out there. Um, on the top? To get him, yeah. And let him like feel the, the wind in his fur. So it's a ladder. Um, if you would like Blue to go up there, I'm going to need you to give me a survival check for animal handling. Sure. 
that would be a 25. Cool. Yeah, you're able to get them up there. It takes a little work. It's kind of tough with a dog. It's like, I mean, imagine should, taking a dog up the ladder. With should that. I roll to get up the ladder since I'm not great <laughs> at ladders? Um, <laughs> um, so for our it. listeners, in our session zero, <laughs> uh, we had Liara and was it? Rex. Rex went down ladders very poorly and had went up a ladder very poorly. So yeah, go ahead and give me, since the boat's kind of rocking and moving a little bit, um, give me just an athletics check to see how well you can keep your balance. <clears throat> Let's hope this is not a natural one. Okay, that was a natural uh, 19, so it's a 20 total. Yeah, you're good. Make it up the ladder, you're fine. Yay, Liara has conquered <laughs> her fear of ladders. Um, <laughs> what are you doing up there? I'm curious. Um, I just kind of, Blue and I are just going to sit up there, and I want him to feel the wind in his fur and mm. stuff like that, because he's never been on a boat before, probably. He, I would doubt he has. Yeah, so just kind of, just chilling with them, letting him feel what it feels like to be in different parts of the world, I guess, for him. This is a different part of the world. Um, it, it looks like it's a really calm day. Um, you're also going to notice a few little sea creatures next to your boat. Oh, what kind of sea creatures? Like dolphin type things. Maybe not exactly dolphins, but they're following the wake of your boat. Um, yeah, I'm going to say that's probably what you notice. Probably hard to, to see them at first because they just kind of blend with the water. But in looking around, you'll notice them. And eventually they kind of get brave enough to come above and breach the surface. And I would say all of you will probably eventually see them. Um, and... This Lashunta woman is... Oh. What's that? Yeah, I was going to say, I'd probably also go say hi to her because Lashunta cool. came on she, suddenly. She's very quiet. She's very shy, very reserved. But she introduces herself as Renee, R-E-N-E-H. Um, and she is a scientist. She's working for Lady Kesh. She, when you ask, like when you, when you do small talk, she doesn't know how to do that. Like it, it, she's really not that very, um, she's not very comfortable with that, but she's going to talk a lot about her scientific accomplishments, things that she does, the degrees that she has. It seems like that's mostly what she's comfortable talking about. Um, and she'll explain the work that she's doing and how excited she is to be on this trip. What do you want to ask her? Uh, just kind of want to just talk to her about who she is, basically. Yeah. Um, like introduce myself, introduce Blue. Cool. Uh, she's very nervous around Blue. Can um, I sense? Mo can I sense motive her? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, nineteen. Yeah, she she just seems excited to be having this opportunity to go do something that is potentially really historic. Um, okay. and she is very into her science. Like everything she talks about is somehow winds back up into a scientific, um, she winds back over to talking about science. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
she has a few degrees and she loves what she does. Cool. Okay. Uh, noticing that she's like a little nervous around blue, I'll like kind of keep him back a little bit. Cool. She probably would appreciate that. Um, not because she doesn't like him, but just because she's a little scared of him. Mm -hmm. um, let's go to Devesh and Modus and Baza. <clears throat> so, Modus, um, the reason I asked earlier if you had ever had a dog treat before is um, I noticed that you saw Blue get a dog treat and then Baza get a dog treat and then you went and got a dog treat and um, Baza's a little different than a normal like person. We love him. He's great. He's the best. Uh, Baza's currently trying to lick his eyeball. Oh. 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 <laughs> but um, most humanoids don't actually enjoy dog treats. Um, so if you're like wanting to like I don't know I don't know you're like sentient AI dude in a body and you're trying to like look like a people more probably don't accept dog treats and eat them. Although I am glad that you got it in the mouth and not like down the front of your shirt because I've also noticed that you can work on some fine motor skills I think. Acknowledged. I have been I, having difficulty deciphering cultural customs as I come across them, such as bar fights. I did not understand what a bar fight was until I witnessed everyone in the group, with you as an exception, participating. I'm sorry, what now? Bar fights, also known as a Donnybrook. Members no, no, of the party decided. I'm, I'm familiar with the the idea of it but like why do you bring up bar fights modus is this not a cultural custom i mean it's definitely a cultural custom uh just typically not one that i am fond of because they draw attention to you it seems uh, like the acceptable thing to do once it became unacceptable to the confines of the bar i attempted to stop it I was met with unsuccess. So you stopped a bar fight. That's good. Like that's that's a good thing to do. Um, Negative. I did not stop the bar fight. I failed. Oh. Oh, but like, okay, Modus and like, uh, Devesh like puts his hand over his face and it's just like. Modus, just just give it to me straight. Um, did was our party involved in the bar fight, and if so, did we start it? Uh, Baza is currently licking his shoulder because he found another patch of slightly burned fur, trying to clean uh, it off. Modus looks down at your hand, um, and and then looks back up at you and says, "Affirmative." <sighs> 
Were there any damages to the bar that we will have to pay for to get off world? Unknown at this time. However, I would like to report that the dog treat tasted bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they, I mean, they usually do. They're a little salty. Um, They're a little like chewy. Uh, there, there was a time when like Boz and I were between jobs and we didn't have a lot of credits, and so we ate, we lived on dog treats. But uh, this one, this one was crunchy on the outside and nice and chewy in the middle. Consisting primarily of proteins and amino acids, its pH balance did not complement its texture well. Thank you, uh, Modus. Anyway, um, typically, if you're hungry. I, we have plenty of food in the Vagabond. Um, also, uh, at this point, Devesh is going to turn on Baza. Baza? Hmm? What did we say about bar fights when I'm not present? Don't start what you can't finish. No, that's what you said. What I said is if they're bigger than you, hmm? don't start a bar fight Period. So, but everything's bigger than me. Yes, that is accurate. What if Jack starts the bar fight? If Jack starts the bar fight, then you let Jack get eaten. Not by you. You don't get to eat her. Then I fight Jack. If it's not on the ship while we're in orbit, or space, or drip. Because I have a feeling that she could probably puncture the um, hull, and then we'd all die. Oh. Anyway, Modus, thank you for letting me know. I guess we'll have to, like, establish some ground rules at some point, maybe with this group of ruffians. Because, like, I'm still trying to keep a low profile, and if I get associated with the group that's going around starting bar fights, that could be a poor thing for us. Acknowledged. Next time a dog treat is offered, I will not take it. Oh my god. <laughs> Excellent. But, yep, that is that is the takeaway. Cool. Um, <laughs> or you get an extra one and give it to me. Affirmative. Oh. Um, with that, I would like... <laughs> That was great. Okay, thank you. Um, With that, I would like to fast forward to the beach when you guys get to this island. Um, You get there, you end up at this rocky island. And um, there are a few places to pull in and kind of make sure the boat doesn't float away. Um, But it's pretty rocky. the genus, the Shobat, seems to take this as a challenge to like find a great place to dock. And he's looking around the island. He drives the boat or pilots the boat to um, a few different spots. And when he sees the spot, he's like, yes, that's it. And he's very excited that he found a spot to park the boat, um, to dock the boat. And he kind of pulls it in and like gets a few buoys out where the boat won't crash into the rocks and then ties it up to a really nice looking rock that he's pretty sure will keep the boat there. Um, <clears throat> he says, all right, everyone, uh, this is our stop. These are the coordinates that Lady Kesh sent us. 
Um, and I would like to let you guys know I'm going to stay on the boat for this one. I believe that you and Renee are on your own from here on out. Um, but please, here's my communicator info. If you need anything, let me know. I'm here enjoying the weather on this beautiful day. Um, cool. I would like you guys to give me perception, everybody. <clears throat> Ooh. Um, Modus got a natural 20. Uh, Baza, Baza got a natural 20. Nice. Okay, so guys, with your um, skill checks, make sure that you're adding your modifier on, even if it's a natural 20. Uh, with my mod, it would be 26. Oh. Cool. I gotta do some math here. Can't do that off the top of my head. Devesh <laughs> is distracted by his new shiny weapon um, that he bought, and he got a 3. Okay, that's a good reason. I, I, got, a, I got a 31. Oh, no, no big deal. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I, see, I see everything. Cool. Yeah. Eight. Okay, so it's eight. Okay, cool. We've got a 26, a 20 something for Baza, 23, 31, and then below like 15, right? Cool. Um, <clears throat> those are some pretty good perception checks. Um, so the coordinates that you guys received just kind of pointed to this island. They didn't really say where to look, what to do. So I would imagine you guys are walking around a little bit, trying to figure out where to go. Um, eventually, Liara is going to spot a small opening in a rock face. And um, actually, I'm sorry, it's not a small opening. It's quite a large opening, about 40 feet high um, and 40 feet tall, about 40 feet wide. Um, and it seems pretty well concealed for as large as it is. Like there are quite a few rocks that stand in front of it. So it's kind of hard to see that there's an opening and everything's dark anyway. But Liara, you will eventually spot this opening. As soon as you do, Baza and Modus are able to pick it out immediately. I would guess the other uh, people who, who rolled for Perception, Devesh, Jack, and Janet, um, you guys probably don't see it right away. Like it probably takes you a little while to kind of look around through the rocks and then see this giant opening. When you do, it will be clear, but it's probably hard to notice right off the bat. But yeah, there's this large opening over there. What do you guys uh, do? For that, Baz is just sitting on uh, Devesh's shoulder, like turning his head. No, there, no, there, right there. <laughs> just trying to help him find it. Cool. Uh, Liara is going to probably just like walk in. <laughs> cool. Um, at, at this point, is it safe to say Devesh sees the opening? Yeah, you would be able to see it. it it's going to take a little while, but once people start walking in that direction, then you'll be able to notice. Hey, Liara, what if we didn't just, like, walk into a potentially hostile <laughs> cave with no cares in the world? But Are you like, scared? But no, but I'm starting to see how you guys started a bar fight. Okay, okay you know what? It's the bar fight... Bar. The, we'll talk about the bar fight later, but this is my people. I'm, I'm here to help my people, and I'm going to do that. 
And if that means I walk into a possibly dangerous situation, I'm going to do it. Okay, so Liara's bait for our plan. Because <laughs> um, otherwise, like, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying we're not doing this. I'm just saying we should go in with the plan rather than, like, run right into the cave where there could be, I don't know, space goblins, Discorp, I'm gonna uh, pull the out Dominion. The, I'm going to pull out the ball that I was playing fetch with Chromie with earlier. Hey, Baza. See the ball? Uh-huh. Go get it. And I throw it in the cave. Oh, uh, God. I'm going to, not using my jump jets, but I'm going to leap off of Devesh's shoulder and go after the ball. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I think Baza's big. <laughs> uh, give me a strength check. Strength check or a throw? Uh, check. Strength check. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's a dirty 20. Yeah, you throw this pretty far into the cave. Um, Baza, give me perception. <laughs> I think I think if um, a ball is thrown and Baza runs, Blue is also going to just oh. dart right in there. Oh, this perception is a lot worse than my twenty. <laughs> this is a five. So, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that Blue also um, went in after Baza. Okay. Blue helping okay. me. It's like it's like a competitive edge, like your like is playful little brother kind of thing. He's like, no, I got, I got to do this first. <laughs> um, Baza, as you run in, you're going to run for about, let's see. Blue got a 26 on his perception, by the way. Cool. <laughs> you're going to, um, I don't know how Blue would communicate that, but he is going to notice the ball and He's going to notice that there's like, that the, the, the cave seems to go downwards. That's what he would notice. Again, I don't know how he's going to communicate that. If he sees the ball and starts barking, I'm going to go over that way. Okay, so the ball goes yeah. close to um, <clears throat> ooh, a few ooh, rocks actually, and then stops. May I? Um, before that, so it says for my mind link thing, I can create a mental link with a creature. Can I do that with um, blue? Yes. I'm not going to say I gonna, did it. So you can, you can do a mental link. Um, it's what you can communicate between the two of you is going to be very limited, but you can try. Hmm. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I did that beforehand. I forgot about that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. And you're... He's going to send you images, basically, of, like, the ball and the fact that he's, <laughs> like, there's a ball bouncing and rolling, and that's what's in his head right now. Um, and maybe a quick view of, like, the cave walls. Um, okay. But, yeah, I mean, they, they're inside the cave. You can see them, by the way. Like, they're, they're visible. They don't just suddenly disappear when they go in the cave. This cave is pretty big. Okay. I want to like tell him to bark or like bark in his mind, I guess, because he can understand me. So I want him to like bark in my mind with the mental link, I guess. You can give that command, is... sure. Yeah, if there's anything yeah. weird that he sees. Cool. <clears throat> um, how, um, I don't know if he's going to understand weird, but yeah, if he feels like he's in danger, threatening, yeah, threatening, yeah. 
Um, are we all following going into the cave? After about a half second of God damn it, Jack. <laughs> Baza, not Baza, Devesh is going to um, hold his fist out for a fist bump and then follow into the um, cave. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and, and bump his bump fist to fist and then saunter into the cave. Cool. And I feel like Chromie's kind of whining behind me because <laughs> I told him no, no. Uh, yeah, so give me a perception check. Everybody who's walking into the cave. Uh, as they're percepting, uh, Baza is on top of the closest rock to the ball and does the thing that cats do where they scrunch up and like coil up into his back legs. And just going to launch across to try and get, uh, just jump on top of the ball. Cool. Uh, acrobatics. <clears throat> so I rolled a two, but that's still a 15. <laughs> okay. For perception. Cool. Uh, yeah. 17 acrobatics. Cool. Yeah, you make it onto the ball. You grab that ball. It's your ball. You're, you're, that's yours. Good job. Perception? Perception. Yeah. I got uh, a 20 perception. 20. 22. 22. 22. 22. Yeah, 14. natural 20. But um, it's dark in here. If you have above an 18, you will see that as the, as the cave kind of descends into the back, of the cave, like it seems like it goes down. It seems like there are stairs etched into the cave floor. Um, if you rolled a 17 or below, uh, you will notice that it goes down and it seems to get darker as it goes down. Um, that's where we're at. So uh, show of hands, how many of us can see in the dark? And Devesh is gonna raise his hand. Um, the woman, uh, Renee, raises her hand. Excellent. So for... Oh, oh, oh. I used my starlight form. <laughs> starlight form. Okay. okay. It star sheds normal light in a 30-foot radius. Okay. Sounds good. Cool. So that's excellent. I didn't know you could do that, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, also um, all of a sudden so Liara just turns. Okay, yeah, all I do of a sudden have, Liara I... is just like, oh wait, and then all this she just like turns into like a sun basically. So there's just like blazing starlight beaming from out, out out of me, and you can see like thirty foot feet into the into the cave. Cool. And it follows me as I go. So Liara. Oh, we gotta go fast. I can only go like one minute or um, yeah. three minutes total. <laughs> yeah, Liara. So I guess we're walking and talking. We're walking and talking. Um, how many stealth missions have you been on ever? Um, none. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so the reason I was asking why people could see in the dark is because if people could see in the dark, we could sneak through the dark, but now there's no dark <laughs> um, so you know, it's fine i mean just maybe next time we'll try sneakiness yeah sure um i'm probably just gonna keep doing whatever i want to do but um you can try and stop me excellent excellent and liara like skips forward <laughs> so what what's the thing that's causing the light it's me. Liara. So just, Liara, give us a, a description of what happens as you do go into starlight form. Uh, so, so basically, all of a sudden, I just kind of, 
it's all it's almost like sunshine emanates from me um like my entire body from head to toe hair and everything just starts shedding this like starlight um and it's like a 30 foot radius so anyone um can see like 30 feet ahead because it's just normal light um also just for combat if i ever do it it's um benefits of concealment 20 percent mischance so that's cool too what this kind of looks like to give you guys a little more detail as well um she like she's saying she she sheds a bunch of light from her but it's actually so much light that you can no longer see liara's personage like you can see the shape of a body but it's not like you cannot see liara's face skin clothing it's just simply that she is shedding so much light that it's almost as if she's a very small star um yeah yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> uh, but we got we gotta go quick i guess you hear from somewhere within the light um uh we gotta go quick because i can only do it for so long per day <laughs> um as you all right give me a 1d4 one of you okay. brave person i got a four a four okay mm -hmm. 40 minutes walking in this tunnel is going to be, sorry, your starlight form. <laughs> um, 40, it's, it's, a, it's a long walk. So this tunnel goes down 40 minutes. Um, and as you, it, it gets slightly narrower, but it's not skinny. Like it's still a solid like, 20 feet wide but it goes from about 40 feet wide to about 20 feet wide as you walk down this tunnel um who here does have dark vision Jack? i do not but uh blue does yeah okay. i don't think yeah i'm gonna double check notice really quick i don't think i do hey yes i do okay up to 60 feet wow i don't think i do if you don't have dark vision, you're probably going to need to tag along with someone who does. I'm sitting on Devesh's shoulder. Right, yep. cool. And Liara, you can kind of hold the shoulder of someone who does. And also, it's not like you can't really feel where you're going with your feet. Like, it seems like there are stairs that are very clearly etched into any, this floor. Does anyone have any rope? I, I do. Can yeah, I borrow like your? Can I borrow some of it to attach to Blue's collar so he can just kind of guide me? There you go. That would work. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I Blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool, cool um, picture. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna attach it to Blue and then just tell him through the mind link uh, to just walk and keep the it taut. Okay. Sounds good. About this point, Devesh is going to lean down and whisper to Jack, Hey, you still have that ball? Oh my god. Uh, Baza did not let that go. That's fair. Oh my god. Um, What's the ball made of? It's a bouncy ball. So is, it, is it rubber? Probably. Still trying to eat it. Okay, roll a constitution Baza. save. Roll for a fort check. <laughs> Baza, what do you have in your mouth? Uh, Twenty-two. Yeah, you can bite it. You can bite clean through it. 
Oh my god. Um, what do you have in your mouth? There is okay. half a ball in my hand. Okay, 40 minutes go by. Yeah, um, 40 minutes go by. <laughs> <laughs> um, you end up at a pool of water, and there seems to be a, a small glow coming from the water. Um, and to those of you who have dark vision and can see, there is nowhere else to go. Like, this is the end of this tunnel. Um, other than the water in front of you. Thanks so much for listening. Please tune in for episode three as our group evaluates the route forward in their quest to awaken more cryolocked Lashunta. If you're enjoying our show, please like our Galaxy's Greatest page on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Galaxy Greatest, and share with your friends and RPG communities. Thanks so much for your support.